love it when you boss me around. Sean, have you considered trying harder yet? No. <laughs> no. I'm just in one of those weird moods. I mean, do I look pretty? Do I look pretty? You're great. <laughs> she didn't say pretty. She thinks I look horrible. <laughs> you um, look okay. It's like Seinfeld. You look like you have a <laughs> you, great personality. Right. <laughs> Breathtaking. <laughs> like if I saw you in an alley, you might take my breath away. Literally. That's what you look like. <laughs> oh, man. No comment, you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel bad that we rope people into our bullshit all the time. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they come bad. on the show and they're just kind of like listening to us go back and forth like a bunch of morons. Just two. <laughs> We're only two. That's two. That's yeah. true. All right. Chantel, are you ready to be actually serious ish? Yes. All right. I was born ready. All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Next Level People. We've got Sean, Greg, and a much better person than either of us put together, Chantel. How do you say your last name? Sumas? Sumas, you got it. Nice. A-plus. First try. There you go. So Chantel (laughs) Sumas, she is a LinkedIn creator, influencer, branding sorceress, right? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes, and yes. we gotta we gotta find out where that came from. But first of all, Chantel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks I'm for inviting super... me on. I feel pretty cool being on a next level people thing. Oh, you should feel this like for sure. <laughs> yeah. This like is bragging rights once you've been on our show. Yeah, we are. Uh, people know us. Yeah, I feel kind it. Kind of a big they do. deal. Yeah, people love you. <laughs> but so Chantel, we got it. We got to know first. First things first. The most important thing. Branding yes. sorceress. What? What is? What is a branding sorceress? Brand sorceress. Okay. So as everybody knows, picking your title on LinkedIn is not an easy thing, right? You can't be a guru of anything. You can't be a per, like an expert of anything. What? Um, Wait. <laughs> Hold on, what? You can't? <laughs> That's what people, I mean, you, you can, but people <laughs> give you crap for it. So oh. I, instead of being like an expert of anything, which I, I kind of agree, you're, no one's ever really an expert because especially in the digital world, everything's constantly changing yeah. and especially in marketing. So um, one, I love magic. I'm a total magic nerd. Um, I was the kind of girl in high school shaking a 20-sided die in my parents' basement. Nice. Um, after school. Are you still doing uh, that? It's coming uh, no, It's coming back in popularity. Now. We wouldn't judge you. I mean, no, uh, I've, I've got a ton a, of friends. A safe that, like, space. This is, you're in the trust tree. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm a mother now, so my games are Guess Who and Candyland. <laughs> you can drag them into some D&D. I, how old? Yeah, well. You have a son, right? Yes, he's four. He's four? That's awesome. I got a five-year-old. We do Pokemon. That's about it. We've gotten into Pokemon lately. So you got Pokemon cards, or what do you got? Yeah, we made a homemade board game. This is how geeky my family is. Yeah. So you made a homemade board game? Yeah. That's actually kind of awesome. We have all the characters that we can put in the ring. It's so much fun. Anyways, yeah, so... 
obsessed with magic, obsessed with marketing, especially branding. Yeah. I've worked on so many brand projects and it's just that big piece of my heart. So that's brand sorcery. All right. So the next question is how, I mean, how did you become this rock star on LinkedIn? Like, like you just kind of you yeah. popped up. Like popped out of up, nowhere. And then it was like, Chantel! It's like, what? <laughs> Who's that? Like all over the Who place. Who is this person? Who is this sorceress? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that's our what thoughts. do, right? Yeah. That uh, is pretty true. So it all started, um, do you guys remember that campaign that went on last year called Let's Get Honest? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did Yeah, that. okay. So did you guys, were you both on it? I did it. I kind of did it. I did a little, you know, my little twist on it, my little satirical. <laughs> technically, whatever you want to call it. Uh, okay, so I did it too. I didn't do a video because I was terrified of video. Video still kind of freaks me out. It takes a lot to get used to. Um, but I did a post on applying for jobs with a disability. So when you have to check that disability box <laughs> and how. Um, basically bullshit the processes because you have to like say that you have a disability in this little box when you're applying for jobs and I never got a call back from any job that I applied for when I had to admit that the only time that I ever got a job or got interviews was through agencies Mm. so you could tell that people automatically see that and think liability they think man this person's gonna need um, so many additional things that you know the average healthy person might not need so um and that was horrifying for me i have multiple sclerosis and epilepsy so i um, there are days where i am not okay Mm -hmm. and i need to work from home especially if i have a seizure i'm not allowed to drive for 90 days wow yeah Yeah, having the ability to work from home is critical for me and my success so uh, it was really important for me to work for an employer that was receptive to that and accommodating and fortunately i found the dream job Mm. my favorite the best boss ever the best team ever i'm just so lucky so yeah i started talking about that and it was amazing how much support there was in the community that says you know i'm glad that somebody's talking about this because it needs to be talked about there needs to be a change in the application process so so walk me through I guess the the application process because uh, me unfortunately like I'll I'll admit I don't know anything about what it's like for somebody that is differently abled as you call it uh, or it, I don't I don't really because I've I've never been there like luckily yeah. I, I don't have those uh, those issues those health issues but I know that it is a thing and so I'm curious like what what does that process look like. And the application process? Yeah, the application process. Uh, yeah. The, the interview process. Like, is what? Yeah, like, how was it? Was it brought up? Like, did you bring it up, or was it something that like the employer saw saw like on the app the application and asked yeah. you? How did how did that kind of transpire? So on the application process, there's a section right where you tell them if you're white mm-hmm. or you're a woman or that. a veteran. I seriously hate that. Yeah. I <laughs> so I dumb. always. I always lean towards saying I don't want to say, but then I'm like, I feel like I'm lying or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, keep going. I hate that. Just for the record. 
And, you know, that's exactly how most people in the the disabled community or differently abled community right. feel, too, because why should we have to admit this right away? Mm-hmm. Why should that be a, a determining factor based on my skill set or my drive and my ambition? It has yeah. nothing to do with it. Yeah. So um, that's part of the application process itself. But for me, when I had to check that box, and I agree, I feel like it's super inauthentic to do choose not to disclose or whatever right and i'm really to my roots i take me for who i am kind of person yeah so um the only times i ever got interviews was through agencies and i would tell the recruiting agent that i have i i need health care first of all mm-hmm. second of all i do need flexibility in my in my workplace you know and a team that understands that so those are very important to me and i won't accept the position until i find those requirements so oh, yeah. um and then when it comes to talk, telling my boss i didn't tell my boss until um a month after i started the job yeah. because i have so many specialist appointments neurology appointments yeah and, go into the infusion clinic for treatments. So um, it's something that they kind of have to understand why I'm leaving the office every single day, you know, or, right. or right. once a week. So just being open and talking about it too, because if, if people, if I have an issue or an episode, I want people to understand what's happening, how to react and not feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's the, that's the application process. Is there for people that need accommodations, because I, I, I have uh, a few uh, people that I've been helping out with on LinkedIn. Um, I'm trying to remember, uh, do you know Mandy? Oh, shoot. She was in a crazy car accident like years ago. And then she, they basically said, one, she's not going to survive. And then two, she's probably never going to walk. And now she's like this crazy cool like she's a paracyclist and competes and travels all over the place and she's like a rock star yeah she's amazing really she, she has that insane. uh what's what's her last name it's like it something with, with a, a k. k yeah klumpf or something like that well, yeah anyways along those lines. i'll put i'll put the link to her uh linkedin page somewhere but anyways she's awesome but that was her thing is like awesome how how do i like approach that because there are certain things that she needs to be able to do her job. Like she, there are certain things that she has to do and there's, it is, you're legally required to uh, provide reasonable uh, accommodations, but the reasonable accommodations in legal terms, like it can be anything. Yeah. It's basically, it's such like a wide range of limitations and what, is considered actually because you know, I, I I could see that as as being a huge blocker. How do you how do you do that? How do you approach that? Because like she she definitely needs certain things, but she's like she is amazing. Like anybody that hired her would be super lucky because she's just an awesome person. Yeah. But how do you how do you approach that <clears throat> as somebody that's that is differently able? Like what what's a good I guess approach. Yeah. I don't know. That's the only yeah, thing I great. can think of. How do you help us help the people? <laughs> yeah. So I think the best, uh, it's really tricky because being, having a hidden illness, mm-hmm. um, people don't know unless you talk about it. 
And I've had those judgments where, you know, I've had to use the the handicap parking stall because I couldn't walk hardly at all. Mm -hmm. I had to drag my leg when I walk. And um, I had this lady look at me one day and say, wow, today must be a really good day for you. And I said, you know, yeah, I understand that I look healthy. But at the same time, I that was a moment where I realized ignorance isn't out of hate. It's out of a lack of knowledge. Yeah. So being able to tell her that I have multiple sclerosis and by 3 p.m. my fatigue takes over and I can't even lift my head off of a pillow. Mm -hmm. That's why I need to conserve every single step that I take. I have to take elevators. I can't take stairs. So just talking about it. So for anybody searching for a position who needs those reasonable accommodations, who maybe need to work certain hours Mm -hmm. um, because that's when they're most productive or they feel the healthiest, Maybe people who need a couple different monitors and very large <clears throat> stations with, with my, I can't see very well out of this eye anymore. It's mm-hmm. permanent damage. Everything is magnified for yeah. me. Um, but just being open about it and telling people, you know, this is what I have. And I, I thrive when X, Y, and Z are in place mm-hmm. so that they know that everybody works differently and what they need to do what they need to provide you in order for you to thrive and then the company thrives, that's what they're going to do. That's what they want at the end of the day is the company to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's an interesting thing because it's something that unless there is a light shined on it, people don't really understand that there is an issue with it. Like I, I wouldn't even have thought about like if somebody like the whole disability checkbox, uh, where you have to check it, and then somebody would say, "Oh, I'm not going to hire this person." Like it, it just—it never crossed my mind that that was an issue because I've never had to deal with that. And so, like you said, it's—it's it's that knowledge piece. So then, let me ask you this: Then, as so, you, you had success with agencies because you didn't have to go through that. Uh, what is a way that employers can, I guess? stop the BS with that. Because I mean, like you're an amazing person. Mandy is an amazing person. There's a ton of people out there that are just amazing that all they need is just to get their foot in the door. Like what, what can employers do to try and destroy that? Yeah, that's a really good question. And that's, you know, what I'm constantly trying to deliver Mm -hmm. is delivering that education. So helping especially leadership and managers this is where it's a big funk because a a horrible manager or even just an average manager can make the company suffer you know and Mm -hmm. replacing those people is difficult it's a waste of not a waste but a way yeah waste a lot of time waste a lot of valuable money um so just making sure that leadership and execs are constantly learning they're constantly growing and they they know that people who have any kind of physical or mental challenge, they're dealing with battles that you'll never know about. They're overcoming limits that you have no idea how to fathom. And they're they're really superpowers at the end of the day because of all of the mental stamina that they have to have to overcome these challenges and and get through the day. It's a really beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So when you look at it in that light, you know that people have, they thrive in different circumstances. They thrive... Uh, like the dandelion principle, you know, a dandelion 
in your beautiful lush garden or your a green fields of golf course, mm-hmm. a dandelion there looks tedious and horrible. But in a different circumstance, it provides so many benefits, health benefits. It even has cancer curing capabilities. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, you know, h- how to provide the right accommodations, how to coach them the right way and how to make them thrive so that the company does as well because when there's diversity beautiful beautiful things happen yeah no that's that's awesome and that's something that because one of the things i'm super super passionate is diversity in the workplace and but this is this is an area of diversity that i in talking to you realize like this is an area that i have not done my part in even digging into thinking about right yeah Um, it's crazy and so that, that is something that like, I'll, I'll admit that that is something that I now realize that I need to add that to like what I'm advocating for. Cause I like, I really, 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 I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it anymore. I just, I'm really passionate about diversity and it, it's something that gets me super fired up and I'm going to try not to get fired up about it right now. <laughs> but no, this is, this is okay. something that I, I need it's to add okay, to the Craig. arsenal. We're all right. I might Get need a, I might need a group hug if we yeah, keep going. Up. No, but uh, so yeah, no, that's so knowledge is really the the biggest thing in, in training in how to just like one of the things that my parents taught me is just literally treat people like people, which is like it seems like such an easy concept or or uh, what's it called like common sense, but unfortunately once it gets to business it's not and so just training on that i think is is really like what you said that's that's what's going to make the difference so we're we've we've been digging into this one of the questions that i'm curious about and i I know that you can't speak for for everybody in the the differently abled community but from your from your perspective is this something because you have the multiple sclerosis and the epilepsy do you feel the need to almost prove yourself more than other people? Because that, to me, that could be something that employers and coworkers need to be aware of as well. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm, this is me trying to figure this out and dig in. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I, um, I've never been asked that before. (laughs) So, when I think about um, teaching, educating, open, being an open book, I, when I first started, let me rewind, when I first started talking about my experiences, mm-hmm. I thought it was just kind of normal, kind of normal to lose your sight, your vision, your, your hearing, your ability to walk. Mm-hmm. Not normal as in, you know, everybody's going to go through this, but normal for me because that's my life. This is what I deal with regularly. Right. This is what I know. So for me, it's not a big deal. But mm-hmm. when people hear me talking about this in such a matter-of-fact tone, they're like, "Holy shit! Uh, yeah, <laughs> how can I help?" You know, mm-hmm. and, and people just—they want to know, they want to help, they want to understand that these incurable conditions that debilitate you after years go by—it's um, uncontrollable and it's unpredictable. But that's life. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has a future. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, or later today, accidents happen, things mm-hmm. happen. And even on, on the, um, the disability box on yeah. the application process, even cancer is listed 
if you even if you ha don't have a, a real relapse right now, if if there's a chance that it will remit, it's listed on there. So, so if you that's insane. That's pretty sure that's shit. illegal. That's horseshit. Yeah. That should be illegal. I mean, it should be because like all it's like a double-edged sword, right? Like you have to put on the applications like if you're well, they ask you to male, female, white, black, right, to try to help diversity but also at the same edge it's a double-edged sword where it could go against people with you know in your situation that have these diseases and they have illnesses in special situations you know so the whole the whole thing is just a crock of well, well crock of ball but the the other so you have to list specifically what it is no no it lists the oh it's an example like you don't have to check a box yeah. saying i have cancer i have okay no no no, no. i was about oh, to get oh, real okay. pissed no. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that was, no. That's a Papa little bear was coming out. Okay. No. Sorry, so continue. sorry. I wasn't clear about that. But no, right. when it comes to um, talking to people about my capabilities or something like that, you know, I don't feel like I have to prove myself mm -hmm. that I'm a human. You know, that I'm just as capable as anybody else because I am. Yeah. And I think uh, my actions and my skills and my ability to communicate speak for itself. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of people out there that don't feel capable. And that's what gave me this push in, in the first place is when I was searching for a job, I was freaking hopeless. Yeah. I didn't think I'd get a job anywhere. I didn't think anybody wanted me. I didn't think that um, I know that I'm skilled, very skilled in marketing. I can take a 40 hour work week and get everything done in five hours. Mm -hmm. I can make magic happen. But when I went to the support communities and I, I asked, you know, when's the time when I just apply for social security? Because I'm not getting any calls back. What do I do? And it was so heartbreaking how many people felt unwanted in the workplace mm -hmm. just because they had, you know, they're in a wheelchair. I mean, come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's horrible to feel that way. Nobody Jesus. should feel that way. So are there, let's dig into, I don't know if we're going to get to the unlearned show, just so you know. I want to, <laughs> okay. but this, I feel like the unlearned show kind of speaks for itself. You can look up the unlearned show on LinkedIn, but I feel like the information that we're digging into, people need to hear more than the unlearned show. I love you and Sorry, guys. everybody on there, but this is important. <laughs> what are no the problem. resources out there for people? Because uh, and may, maybe, maybe people already know this if they're in the, this situation, maybe they don't, but what, what are there, are there specific staffing agencies that specialize in this are what are the what are the resources that people can get into to help them when they're in that hopeless situation because a job search can seem hopeless to everybody Anybody. but i, I like, can see how it's <laughs> almost exacerbated when you have to check that box like i could see yeah. that what are the resources yeah. that people can dig into oh my gosh it's i think the biggest resource that anybody can use and find value in is community, mm. is finding support in the community of other people who are going through similar stuff because you'll learn and grow by their experiences, right? Even on LinkedIn, there's people who have stories and um, experiences and how they've overcome it mentally. And mental strength is, isn't is something that's taught and it's something right. that's so important. So getting through the low days, you know, getting through the high days and making sure that it doesn't you know, take you take a humble away from your heart. Right. So, um, communities number one, two. There's, you know, the number two one one, which you can call for information and help for different associations that would be able to help you, like the United Way, if you need mm -hmm. some form of financial assistance. 
um, the Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA, contact mm -hmm. them if you need a lawyer. They are usually happy to help with that, those kinds of um, assistance programs. So there's a lot of resources out there. It A lot of them depend on the conditions that you have because mm. there's very condition-specific things. Um, but yeah, there's. I think community above all is the most important. So when you say community, are you talking about uh, finding a support group that's already established, or how how do you find that if you're somebody that maybe just found out that you have MS? Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh my gosh, what do I do? Or or epilepsy, or fill in the blank with whatever. How do you build that community or find that? Yeah, community? finding the. The, the community within itself of the the illness itself so that you can hear from people and exactly what they're going through. And it's hard because you'll hear people talk about how, you know, they lost their sight, but they got it back. And then you'll be kind of sour and salty, like, well, my left eye didn't come back. Yeah. So <laughs> come on, you know nothing. But yeah. really, at the end of the day, adversity is so relative that yeah. The worst day of somebody's life could be a really amazing day for someone else. So doing those those condition-specific support groups, mm -hmm. family, if you have a family that you can confide in, uh, my family has been a saving grace. Yeah. I There's no way I would have made it through if it wasn't for them because I hit those lows where I didn't want to. I felt I wasn't wanted anywhere. Mm -hmm. I, the workforce didn't want me. Hospitals were sick of me <laughs> the er didn't know what to do with me yeah so it was it was hard and that having that support system is the one thing that really saved me hmm. yeah it's amazing yeah. i it, you know just kind of listening to this and i started to kind of break up the flow of the conversation but like just listening to what you're saying in your story just really kind of makes me feel like holy shit like I, i'm so like thankful and grateful for the fact that like i'm okay you know what i mean and just the people that you're reaching out to and i think this is really really important as to you know why you're speaking about this and getting this getting this out there is that people like greg and i that aren't disabled and aren't um i'm sorry the word that you use indifferent different you're fine okay <laughs> um Don't didn't want to offend anybody you know but it's, it's really important for people like us to just kind of hear it and just be like, listen, we have bad days. Our boss yells at us. We have shitty days. Like, you know, uh, we get a flat tire. Like, listen to somebody like you and then continuously complain. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, just, like, it's just an amazing story. And, yeah, I'm just really – I'm pumped that we're having this conversation because it's really eye-opening. Really, yeah. really eye So I, while you were talking, I, I just Googled uh, – staffing agencies that are specific to people with disabilities. And there are a couple of them. I don't know if they're any good, but abilityjobs.com is the largest site for people with disabilities. Uh, and then disabled person is a temporary staffing for people with disabilities. Uh, so there, there are some out there. I have no idea if they're any good or not, but so yeah, there, there are resources out there. So that's really, so let me let me ask you this question then, and I don't know if you have the answer to this, but how? Because this is this is something that when I was I was super passionate about diversity. I knew that I wanted to just destroy it, but there's the stigma of a white man is not allowed to talk about those subjects, 
and once I got over that, then it was like, no, that's stupid. I feel like I should talk about that because even if it's just to influence other white males to get into that, then that's fine. But how can someone advocate that is not a differently abled person? Like what, what do you suggest? Like what's, what are those steps to do? Do you know that nearly 50% of the American population has some form of condition, whether it's depression, anxiety, something like multiple sclerosis and epilepsy. Mm -hmm. So chances are, you know, somebody. So when you are advocating or you're trying to educate the community on people who have these silent battles that they're going through every single day, think about those people that you know and you love. Chances are you have a family member that has some form of trauma or depression. Mm-hmm. Some chances are you have a family member who has cancer or heart disease. These are things that you should be standing up for, right? Because it's a silent battle and it's hard to fight for yourself. Mm-hmm. So having that, that community and that team that's got your back really makes the hard days a lot better. Yeah. So being that community for someone else, I mean, probably the, the very first step as, as you were talking, I was thinking, uh, is just to arm myself with knowledge. Like what what yeah. is actually going on out there in the workforce? Uh, because without that knowledge, you can't advocate. You're just like kind of, I don't know, you're one of those people at the rallies that don't know anything about what they're rallying for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which actually, more. yeah, no, I love those videos when people go and interview the people like, hey, so why are you here? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hot dogs. I mean, you could get me almost anywhere with free hot dogs. It's... <laughs> Well, that's, that's a different story, uh, (laughs) but but no, seriously, uh, I'm not going to get into a hot dog story. Yeah. No more. You ruined it for me last time. Do it. I I haven't looked at a hot dog since. What? What happened? It's, I really like hot dogs. Fun fact. I won a hot dog eating contest. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. (laughs) Now I need to know that story. I'll tell you my story. My story is not as glamorous and more gross, but I want to hear your story. What? Tell me about your hot dog story. No, no, it was just a hot dog eating contest in college, and I won. How many? Five hundred dollars. That's it. A lot of hot dogs. How many I'm hot not dogs? Proud of it. I'm not proud of it. Okay, but you got okay. it. Okay. No, 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 no. You have, listen, you're here. This you is the, tell tr- us. the circle of trust. This is this is the trust tree. You're in the that trust circle. Tree. You guys, this is recorded. <laughs> Nobody listens to it. What did you think was going to happen? That's the thing. When people come on this show, they're like, whoa, well, you're, this is recording. This is recording. Did you not All think right. that we were going to dig in a little bit on you? Yeah. Right. Come on. Okay, so I had two, more more than two 12-packs. Okay. All right. So more than two 12-packs. So that could be, I mean, 1,000. Or it could also be, be 30. <laughs> or 25 so i gotta i gotta know a specific number and i gotta know the time that you ate it in because this is i'm actually like this is like weirdly (laughs) impressed because i i really like hot dogs and this sounds so weird like i'm start i feel like it's getting weird with how much i'm saying i really like hot dogs it's getting a little strange it's getting weird anyways Oh my God! You okay. gotta tell me your story. I, I will. It's not as glamorous. I'm telling you, it's more of a problem than, like, yeah. than a story. Craig's uh, been in rehab multiple times. Hot dog rehab. 
Hot dog rehab. Um, okay, so he's beating it. How many specific number? How many hot dogs okay. was it? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. In how much time? Forty-five minutes. Oh, that's pretty good. That's so. <laughs> that is. Hold on. Can we talk about how you mentally and physically prepared for that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have an elastic stomach. <laughs> like I have a pit, like a bottomless stomach. I can eat until. That yeah. is. Until you hit awesome. 26 hot dogs. I get it. Until you, yeah, I probably could have kept going, to be honest. Really? You. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. You just like. Ketchup or mustard? Uh, there was nothing on these, but definitely both. Okay. So just and so relish. you know, because of my affinity for cylindrical meats, your like story just Meat. put you like way <laughs> higher on my list of awesome people. Like, <laughs> thanks. So my you guys story... understand that we just went from like a really heavy, heavy in-depth conversation <laughs> to hot dogs, right? You I, know, that's okay. That's okay. Gotta, gotta no. I mean, that's what, but that's what that's what that's what we do here. Yeah, so, that's what we do. <laughs> so my my story is not nearly as cool. Uh, so I used to I used to live on a boat for a while, and we oh. do like camps for kids. They would come on the boat. They would be there for three days, two nights, uh, and then off the boat. And during the camp season, there'd be a thousand kids on and off the boat. Every first night that the kids were on the boat was hot dog night. And I would eat every third day, 18 hot dogs at least. Yes. And they they were like, not the like ballpark hot dogs. They were like, they're good, good size hot dogs. And People people judged me a lot, but I yeah. and it, so like like I said, this is not a this is not a glamorous story. It's just like Greg, you might have a problem, kind yeah. of story. No, uh, you can't. The children out. aren't fed. The children are all famished in the corner, and there's Greg <laughs> yeah. like, like freaking Cookie Monster. Yeah. <laughs> there's something, something about hot dogs. I don't know. You just can't have one. They're you need like so four. Cool. And okay. You can't just eat it like a normal person. You have to like feel bad about yourself afterwards, right? Yeah. Like Thanksgiving, yeah. or is that just me? That might just be me. No, nah. <laughs> it's the regret. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, long story short, Chantel, if there's three takeaways that you want people to have from this episode, other than the hot dog story, what do you want them to take away? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Be open, be receptive. Don't close yourself off and think that you know everything because that's when you're gonna put a personal limitation on your ability to obtain knowledge. Yeah. Um, be empathetic and understanding. Try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, but also always remember that adversity is relative. So when somebody tells you about their challenges, they're not telling it about, they're not trying to tell you that your problems are nothing because your problems are really important. Mm-hmm. Your problems are your problems. So don't ever take anything personal when somebody's telling you about their challenges because it's likely not about feel bad for me. It's just about an education process. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that three? I think I that's three. I don't know. Is it three? It was either one. two or three. <laughs> I, somebody one was, okay. somebody I was walking down the hallway. More singing one more. guess who's back shady's back and i got super distracted 
Because it was like it oh wasn't like a rap version. It was more like a crooning version. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> like it was who's super that distracting. Guy? I don't who's know. that guy that does the? Buble? No. Frank Sinatra. Richard Cheese. Do you know Richard Cheese? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, your life is gonna change. Richard, Richard Cheese. Richard Who is yes. that? Spotify it. Who's Richard? Oh, Cheese? that's. Oh my gosh. Richard Cheese, Down with the Sickness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that the music that's playing in um the zombie movie when they're in the elevator? Yes. When it yes, does, yes, like, get yes. up, get down with the sickness and get up. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Okay, third thing. <laughs> Go. All right. Oh, uh, community. Build your community. Community, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Fine. Chantel, this was an amazing episode like i can't believe that we're already at the end of our time like this has been really yeah. good like i've learned a lot and hitting the fields yeah well i mean just like it's it's made me realize how little i actually know and so now it's my responsibility to go find out what i don't know uh it's also made me realize that you're way cooler than i thought you were <laughs> at the start of the show because i mean 26 hot dogs 45 minutes that like I, yeah. I feel like we might <laughs> that, that's, we might that's awesome. be like long lost siblings now like possibly I think uh, I could see I that see resemblance. I yeah, was a, I was adopted so I mean it could happen it could maybe happen. you never yeah know. you never know so but yeah. Chantel thank you so much if you want some if somebody's gonna connect with you is where do you want them to connect with you is it Instagram Facebook LinkedIn all, all of the above. Of all of it? All of it, yeah. Of it. Connect okay. with me. Very, very cool, Chantel. My Instagram's usually just pictures of my dogs, so. <laughs> I mean, that's all Instagram is, is just pictures of dogs. All right. That's pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Chantel, Done. thank you Thank you. So thank much. you guys so much. All right. We'll uh, it was our you. pleasure. Thank you. All right, my pleasure. Are... No. My pleasure. Yeah. Okay.